Hello and a very warm welcome to What's on My Mind, a one of its kind podcast that talks about mental health and well-being for adolescents and young people. This podcast from its second episode onwards will be conducted completely by youngsters who would be reading out letters that are received by Bookosmia, which is India's number one publishing platform for under 18s, where it's truly believed every young voice matters. What's on my mind shall be a platform that not just encourages youngsters to talk about things that are bothering them and they're having trouble figuring out but will also be a place for interaction discussion camaraderie support and allyship I'm so glad that leading child psychiatrist Dr Kavita Arora has given us time today for the opening podcast as I truly believe she is an absolute authority on the subject and her organization children first without a shadow of doubt is india's leading child and adolescent mental health service space it's my absolute pleasure to also introduce archana mohan and nidhi mishra founders of bookosmia and co-founders with me at our neurodiversity and inclusion movement not that different welcome ladies i'm so excited to see all of you here we're very excited to be here ourselves uh, mukta and uh, hi dr kavita it's an absolute pleasure to be launching this podcast with you here class hi nidhi so kind of you to say that i'm already reeling under what mukta said about being an authority so <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you you've been hearing that for a long time dr k you cannot doesn't, be under any kind doesn't of pressure doesn't make us so many less mukta so <laughs> All right, so let's set the ball rolling. Nidhi, first question to you: Why a podcast on mental health for the young? Why the interest? And especially, I come from a neurodiverse space, so I'm always wondering: Ki bhai neurotypical log ko logon ko bhi is is pure project me kyu interest hai? So over to you. All right. Thanks for that question, Mukta. I'll give a slightly longish answer to it. So um, you introduced us as uh, India's number one publishing platform for kids from age six to eighteen. Um, and uh, Ashna and I believe that every young voice needs to be heard, whether you know it is through sharing or publishing the drawing of a seven-year-old or a book by a twelve-year-old. or um, even a blog of a 16 year old at every stage in life we felt that we never give a platform to these young voices to speak up now i've had a lot of learning in running this platform about what childhood is like now it's very different from back then when i was a kid it's <laughs> up to time has passed um working with this target audience but um, i must admit that i was so surprised when we started witnessing this trend of a Every growing number of submissions from teenagers, twelve plus, even eleven plus, around anxiety and depression, and um, that's when we started uh, running it as a team, wondering, you know, what is this about? Is it specific to an age group, a location? And when I came across this UNICEF data that says one in seven kids face mental issues, and fifty percent of mental health conditions start by age fourteen, it just seemed so shocking that the conversation is so quiet on an issue which is so rampant now so i think that is what gave birth to this podcast um we're launching it under our brand not that different to tell everyone out there that if you're facing these issues you are not alone you're not isolated you're certainly not weird 
um, and you have the year of an expert who would be joining every podcast. Um, I also want to call out that uh, at the same time, it is for you know very well-meaning but under-informed parents like myself. Um, I have two beautiful girls at home. I run a company around kids, so I do understand the importance of knowing and preparing ourselves how to handle our children's mental health issues, how to prepare for them. Um, but I know that many of us don't know where to look for it. So um, that is the audience we have in mind as we roll this out. We want people to be comfortable and ask the questions um, that you know just end up being in our minds very often. <laughs> I hope that answered the question about why this podcast. But uh, absolutely done. Now that we have Dr. Kavita here, I would love to you know take that point further and ask her um, that. While you know we're doing all of this for our kids, and these stats are so shocking and staggering to my mind, um, as a parent, I can't help but wonder if we, as kids, also face these issues. Is it that now the conversation of mental health is becoming a little more prominent? Were these issues not there back then, or we never spoke about? So, um, Dr. Gavita, do you want to take me up on that? Sure, Nidhi. I think. Um... I think there's several variables here, Nidhi, and I, I quite agree with you that uh, this needs to be spoken about. So I don't think if I, uh, whether I have an actual answer to this, but I have some thoughts on it, which I'm going to put forward. Um, and, and just reiterating where you started off, Nidhi, it is so important to talk about it because it exists. I think the simplest answer in my mind has always been each one of us has mental health. even if we don't have issues right and just like we are talking about everything else that exists in the world we need to talk about mental health the problem often is that this is the part which is so internalized and so hidden and so invisible and it is so personal to each one of us that talking about it is difficult and of course the other larger social narrative around it Uh, about what it means to talk about mental health or mental health as an issue is is something that that uh, that's that's been quite difficult and i think that's the part that has started changing so to answer the question that you're bringing up i think it's not that mental health issues did not exist earlier if you look look back even in mythology um or in history mental health issues have existed throughout they were labeled as something else so historically they were not seen as illnesses or issues that could have any kind of a remedy or a solution um it was something to be frightened of whether it was burning the witches at stake or uh, it was about ousting or ostracizing the people who were mentally ill um i think it is very recently it's only the last few decades really 1960s and onwards that uh, there has been enough focus on if mental health issues exist what can we do about them and this has really exploded only in the last 10 to 15 years or so um whether that is a combination of variables of an increased awareness um and the kind of sort of narrowing of the world that we had with the explosion of the internet and the kind of information so we don't have boundaries in countries really issues do get talked about a lot more across borders um i think both of these are things but also 
a lot of different uh, so society itself is evolving isn't it while it was based earlier on larger communities what we are losing in the current scenario is a sense of community and i do believe that that much of pro- the protective factors around mental health also used to come from a sense of community and i think the younger um, um uh, younger population right now often is looking for that sense of belonging and community in, and they're searching for it they're seeking seeking it very actively because it doesn't come naturally right now to be part of a community and i do think this is one of the variables that that is not just remediable i think it's one of the variables we must um highlight i think even the podcast and and the initiative that you're talking about is part of you know it's it's about building the community building a safe space right. where you can belong so um i think the only other thing that i'd like to add in this is i believe one of the reasons why mental health is talked about so much is actually that our younger generation is far smarter and far more outspoken <laughs> absolutely i think they're ready to talk about anything they are the change makers i've not seen this kind of um you know sort of verbal and vocal sense of courage and ownership this is my mental health and i need you to listen and i need you to do something about it and i am going to talk about it so i think they know they know it's important and they do not feel that they need to hide it and i think that's also in the last few years been one of the reasons that uh, that it's talked about far more Dr Kavita I just wanted to know how are these cases getting identified um how are the young communicating about stress um what is what is your experience uh, at children first and seeing uh, so many meeting so many families and bachchas what is it telling you how are these children um telling and talking about ki mujhe madad chahiye ya ya ye unke parents identify kar pa rahe hain ya wo khud aa rahe hain you know how is that changing how are they communicating so i'm i'm going to try and answer this question from the perspective of what i have seen which means that ek to ye realize karna bahut zaruri hai that i am working in a service where people approach us themselves voluntarily yeah so a large part of the work is with children where the parents or the teachers have referred and the child is and the family is approaching us so already somebody has picked it up and said we need to come there is another huge section of let's say the above 14 year olds till about 25 years of age who are self referring who are saying we know there's something going on they're either persuading their parents to say listen i need help and we need to go and they've either found us on on through our website or through word of mouth and are coming to us or they are approaching us sometimes directly without the knowledge of their families so this is the in uh, ncr uh, uh, population or the urban indian middle class upper upper middle class and upper class population however we are also working with uh, a few organizations which work with a very different community and there the manifest is sometimes quite different it's not about saying i need help with this uh, from a psychologist or from uh, a service like children first the manifest is mm. very different it it may manifest sometimes um in what is called you know quote unquote behavior 
Um, so I think one thing we need to realize is that children do not oftentimes uh, say, I am stressed. They actually show you that something's going on. And if right. we look at the uh, age group, then specifically and especially in the younger children, uh, where language is not yet the mainstay of communication, there a lot of anxiety, depression, a lot of uh, stress is conveyed through the body, through the actions, through behavior, and sometimes just through withdrawal. So we have to, we have seen such unique presentations of what stress can look like in children or what grieving can look like or what anxiety can look like. That's difficult for me right. to say that there is one or two ways in which they are presenting. I think it can be from a tummy ache, a headache, to uh, increased sleep, to decreased sleep, to decreased appetite, to increased appetite, to withdrawal from social communication and just not wanting to talk to anyone, to going out and leaving the house and trying to only be with friends, to increase screen time. So there is so many different things. Wow. So I would say let's not go with the manifest, but let's look behind mm -hmm. it and say when a child is unable to articulate or unable to or, or if they have big feelings inside them which they are not being able to um, regulate or which they are not being able to locate in the context of their life mm -hmm. then they will show it sometimes in behavior in in language in the way that they relate to you uh, in the way that their body is and as parents and as educators um, and as a concerned adult, what one must look for is any change in the child. So if you know the child, then what one must look for is, you know, is, is the child that I know, is there a transformation in them? Is there something that's happening in the last month, two weeks, three weeks, few days? Um, I think that's more important because there are children who talk 19 to the dozen as part of their temperament. And then there are others who are shy and introverted. So one of them may start talking too much and the other one may actually withdraw. And so there's no singular way of saying this is how they're presenting. Um, I think listening well and attuning ourselves to the non-verbal signs hmm. of the body and the child and the emotions and making sure that there are spaces in which they can express, whether it's through art or it's through music or it's through their bodies, um, right. Uh, especially with the younger lot, I would say that's that's hugely important. We are seeing all varieties. I, I don't think that there is a um, and the older ones where they are they've got beautiful access to language. You know, they even write poems about it. I've seen uh, paintings, very dark artwork that that mm -hmm. you know children will bring to you. It's only with the black. Uh, you know, only the, the entire canvas is black and they're talking about very dark themes. So mm -hmm. it could, it's in the, the expression. I think what I'm trying to say is that the expression of stress, anxiety, depression, mental health issues can be really varied. Right. Um, one of one of the manifestation, as you said, is also um, uh, being able to communicate with language for some who are who can actually. And uh, Archana, I, I believe, um, uh, and we have been talking about this, Archana and Nidhi, you know, Dr. Kavita, we speak uh, about the letters they receive, the pieces they receive. 
um archana would you like to share um, some of the entries that you receive and i mean it was also when we were talking about it i remember you saying that sometimes you guys were caught so off guard ki ab is chitthi ka kya jawab dein ya isko hum kya publish kare do we pick up the call and call the parent uh, you know i believe those uh, those episodes have been uh, not few but many absolutely mukda uh dr kavita first of all it's so amazing to hear you speak and uh, the fantastic insights you bring in and i look forward to the conversation taking forward uh, you're absolutely right mukda i think that's uh, one of uh, the great joys of this uh, platform bookosmia we started just before the pandemic hit and uh, the idea behind the platform was simple to get a, to get the kids a place to express themselves and to just simply let them have a free space Uh, without any fear of judgment what we expected and what we got of course a lot of poems about butterflies and best friends and families and favorite food but somewhere the pandemic came in and all of a sudden we started getting a lot of pieces that did not seem like uh, you know they were just written for the sake of you know this vanity of being published these felt like they were pieces of their heart that they were actually putting out it felt like pages from their diaries that they were showing someone for the first time the trepidation the anxiety and you could read between the lines uh, dr kavita just spoke about how you know it's not just the words it's a behavior of course on this platform we aren't seeing the behavior but we are reading between the lines and often it seemed to be that the child was calling out was telling something and it really came to us from a place of responsibility that there was certainly a lot more to be done there were pieces that spoke about how they were missing school uh, how they were anxious about uh, what covid was doing remember during those times uh, the television was all about these really dark stories and they were very gruesome images and no matter how much you protect your child and keep them in a bubble there was some part of it that they would sense your children are very intuitive that way you can't always hide everything from them they know there is uh, something going on in the background and i think during those days we began to get these pieces there was a child from hosur who wrote uh, about how her mother was covid positive and she writes uh, that mom you need to take a break now you worked and you never bothered about your health you need to take a break and for me that signified the kind of strength and resilience the children have but also the vulnerability that they have uh, you know considering that their adolescence their ideas of the world are still developing and the most incredible thing was they were not just writing about these core issues a child wakes up in the morning and they saw a pimple on their forehead and you know that was a, a huge cause of worry children spoke about body shaming they spoke about bullying they spoke of cyber bullying and these weren't just stories that came to us from the metro cities like dr kavita pointed out that it's you know speaking about your feelings coming on and speaking to counselors is more common among the metro cities but these were stories we were getting from small places like saharsa from ankleshwar golpara kitcha neveli so many places that we had to google to know where you know which state they belong to um i i just want to also uh, read a few lines i believe um, nidhi has also written a wonderful uh, you know we remember this uh, piece which said i am drowning and i can ask my parents for help but i feel they are drowning in their own sea and uh, we were uh, so terrified by that piece and we really wanted to reach out and help that child um but again here's a 16 year old from gurgaon and this is what she writes she said get out of our way weirdo 
they scolded. I felt like I was being crushed under a mountain. My heart pounded in my chest. Tears came next. I felt lonely, fallen, and devastated. They took my specks, flinging it on the ground. And all my tears melted their words in the background. I hadn't the will to walk another mile. The chains of words bound me to the soil. The horizon was dark like my soul. If only someone said a few words to console. However hard I tried, I couldn't become one of you. Because I was weird and wonderful all through. These are just some of the entries we receive. Oh. And, and mm. you know, these entries made us realize that it wasn't just enough to encourage children to come and write. There needed to be a bigger forum. There needed to be a place where they could come and share these letters uh, in a space of no judgment. I think that is how this podcast started. I, I would just quickly like to ask Dr. Kavita as well. Um, Dr. Kavita, I don't know if this makes sense to you. This is from a point of someone who's just reading what kids write every day. Nidhi and I do that. We have the pleasure of doing that. Is it so that uh, with the pandemic, people have learned to slow down, uh, to go back to their roots, uh, to respect their body, to you know finally put some price on their health? And Or is this something that's a fad and that's once the pandemic kind of wilts away, we're going to go back to these high-powered days where no one has time for anything? What do you think it's going to be like, Dr. Kavita? Hi, Archana. I, I, wish, I wish I had an answer <laughs> um, that could satisfy myself even. Um, I don't think that we quite know. Um, I don't think that we have as um, all the generations that exist right now, I don't think anyone has actually seen what we have actually witnessed in the last two years. And I think what we sometimes um, what we sometimes forget to do is to see that the impact of what happened in the last um, well now nearly two years is going to be very different on the different age groups. So the ones who are eighty plus and saw it are going to see it, view it, and be impacted by it very differently. But imagine the under four age group. The one where 50% of their life has been largely spent indoors with two, three, four or five people. So I think it is going to be, it is going to be very important that as adults, we see that all of us who are 30 plus, it will mean two years of that life to us to our finances, to our uh, identity, to our uh, economic status, to our uh, sense of priorities. And I'm not saying that this is not important. It's hugely important. However, to the younger lot, they are the ones who are going to carry this for the rest of their life. The impact of the last two years is going to be carried by the ones who are going to live the next several decades. So, to me, the larger, the larger question right now um, is not about is one, one part or one or two things that the world has started doing going to, um, you know, sort of carry on or is it a short-lasting trend? 
to me the question is in the developmental stage where body image and self and being self conscious is one of the biggest things so this is the teenage group the the group where uh, you know puberty is just starting to happen and till the age of about 23 24 when body image my appearance my sense of self my identity within the peer group is hugely important the impact of these two years on that is going to be hugely different from the same thing in 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 the older age group so is it that uh, body image and self care has become more important or is it that the that the the age group that is most affected and most vocal about it is talking a lot more about it um i don't know uh, i think the next few years will tell us what i do think is that that the impact of this will unfold and it and i don't think we know the impact right now mm-hmm. and i think it is it, it's something that we will have to stay on our toes about for the next 5 to 7 years in fact dr kavita i feel so bad about uh, those students who were actually starting their life in campus absolutely you know i mean i look at uh, and you know in uh, in uh, maharashtra and i live in mumbai and here after 10th is college to ye bacche 14 15 saal ke hain aur 11 12th inke colleges shuru hain aur ye 3 saal se college hi nahi gaye hain uska bhi bahut bada impact hai you know or parents who were sending their children to study abroad yes. and they were thinking of these international campuses oh. and suddenly they are hit by a pandemic and in spite of having uh, an admission they actually cannot go and they are attending everything online yes. we have no idea about what toll it's taking on absolutely. them absolutely all children who have not had i mean I've, i've had you know there are so many stories i've had children who were waiting for their class 12 uh graduation ceremony because it marks something for them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. school ka farewell hoga we will say goodbye to each other we will have a you know photograph together there there are titles to be done so i mean and they've not had it right and it almost it's it's a large part of their identity sometimes they've worked very hard for those years to become head girl head boy whatever and they're not going to get anything out of it so it's i think each of the age groups is i mean if if i look at the much younger lot and i feel uh, you know the ones who've just started school their entry into school at age 3 4 has been to online school yeah when they actually enter physical school for them it will be new but they will expect they will be expected to be in class 1 and um, but they would never have uh, been to physical school so it's the developmental yeah. needs of the age group till about 20 25 years of age um i think what 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 strikes me as something that we often don't um, give due regard to is that till the age of about 25 children are still developing certain parts of their identities and the impact of two years of an absolutely different environment and demand on that is going to be very different on the developing brain is going to be very different from the impact on an already developed brain mm mm oh uh, dr kavita as part of the 
2020 batch of uh, Children First Child and Adolescent Mental Health Certificate course. And uh, and I had joined it as a parent of a child on the spectrum. Uh, since a lot of the neurodiverse conditions uh, have anxiety as comorbidities, so my interest was that if I am raising a child who is on the spectrum and he was preteen, I need to understand what anxiety can do and uh, how to understand anxiety better. Uh, but through the course, I had figured that all that I was learning and the case studies we were referring to were of neurotypicals too, right? And there were so many anxiety conditions which I had never heard that general anxiety disorder bhi ho oh. hai, uh, etc. And a lot of them were diagnosed with behaviors at school. You know, ki, uh, jase aapne bhi bataya ki, uh, ya parents are coming to school kuch report or फैमिली सर्कल्स में बात आ रही है लेकिन स्कूल का एक बहुत बड़ा रोल रहता है व्हेन वी टॉक अबाउट न्यूरोटिपिकल्स हाउ कैन वी डू अ बेटर जॉब एट स्कूल्स फॉर आइडेंटिफाइंग एंड हेल्पिंग स्टूडेंट्स एंड आपको क्या लगता है दैट यू नो द स्कूल्स आर इक्विप्ड विद दैट काइंड ऑफ अंडरस्टैंडिंग कि इस बच्चे को शायद कुछ परेशानी है वर्सेस कि ये बच्चा बहुत बदतमीज है <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> so I'll, I'll try and divide the answer into a couple of different parts. But uh, yeah. uh, the first part is talking about anxiety. I think anxiety is a universal phenomenon. It, it, it is regardless of who you are or, uh, uh, you know, uh, what kind of development you've had or what kind of trajectory of development you're going to have. Um, so anxiety is also normal. Uh, it is only when it is either excessive in quantity or in frequency or in intensity or it is causing distress that we even start looking at it as something that needs to be uh, sort of helped. Um, so it is, um, again, the manifest of it could be anything. It could be, I'm, I don't want to go to school. I've got a tummy ache and this persists for a while. It could be, uh, I go to school, but I am going into the bathroom and I am sitting there for long, long periods of time and I'm not being able to come out and attend class. It could be, I'm sitting in class, but I never raise my hand. Um, it could be I'm uh, because I'm so anxious. I'm actually going to create such havoc in class that class gets disrupted and therefore class doesn't happen. So anything uh, and everything could be the manifest of anxiety, including bodily uh, manifest. So anxiety is an absolutely universal phenomenon. Um, and it is not abnormal much of the time, like fear of the dark or anxiety about the dark is, is something that I think universally in the human race, many people will have. Um, again, usually schools will pick it up, teachers will pick it up if they are tuned in enough to a child that they have seen for a while, because they will see it as a difference in their behavior, some change in the behavior. And that's usually how schools will pick it up. And I would like to say that um, most teachers have very good observation powers. Oftentimes, they don't know what to do then because it's not part of the curriculum. It's not part of the education um, training. But most teachers uh, that I have seen who are interested in students and who are interested in teaching are usually able to pick up that something is going on with this child. So. I would say observation, fairly astute, very well equipped, most teachers. What to do if you pick this up is where the catch is. 
because that's not something that and, and it varies from teacher teacher to teacher and it varies from what they believe about mental health and how mental health should be dealt with or how anxiety should be dealt with so some of them may say you know grow up be a man be a this thing be a that and you know be brave and you know get on with it some of them will pick up and provide a space where the child can talk i've had beautiful examples where the child has opened up to a teacher well meaning teacher who has then you know figured out that something's going on contacted the parents and that's how the parents were able to get the child to us so in terms of asking whether the resources are there i think each human adult who is in a profession where they have to care for a younger being has the capacity and the capability of identifying whether something's going on or not what they do with that capacity and capability is i think that's that's where the intervention needs to happen that's where our resources are sometimes not adequate so um even in parents what i see mukda most of the time is that it is the mother who has said something is going on i know that my child is not developing or not or not behaving in a way and i don't know what it is i may not be able to put my finger on it i may not know what to do with it but mm-hmm. i know something's going on so i think that part is hugely important that we do need to rely on the adults who are in the caring professions but we need to equip and have the collective wisdom in each of the communities to say what to do next what if i do pick this up what do i need to do about it or at least what do i need to do to not worsen it so i think that's a coveting in that case do you think we need more counselors in school we need uh, uh, we need mental health as a subject ab mental health as a subject mein phir wo 50 cheeze aa jati hain ki bhai phir aap sexuality ko nahi add kar sakte ho aap sex education ko add nahi kar sakte ho phir you know ye ye ho jata hai that you know i mean there are so many things that you know are thrown at you when you want to introduce uh, mental health as a subject in schools right but do you think now there is a need uh, for people to understand even for that matter neurodiversity yes, i mean absolutely. we then chance upon like so many uh, there are so many cases of masking where bachcha is neurodiverse or different and is masking the condition yes. or you know bahut uh, late diagnosis hua life mein aur shayad agar early diagnosis ho jata aur thodi help mil jati kyunki uh, har neurodiverse case ko thodi si bhi agar help mil jaye uh you know to kahin na kahin progress shuru ho jati hai right so do you feel the need uh, that finally we should push for uh, mental health as a subject in schools so uh, i think we should do whatever whatever starts working i don't think there is a singular solution mukda frankly i think india is mm-hmm. so diverse mm-hmm. and the populations we are addressing are so diverse that um, there are you know Uh, there are places where even schools don't exist so introducing mental health into the curriculum is going to be a moot point but there are other places right. where uh, definitely mental health as a subject should be or psychology as a subject should be introduced f- from a very young age but whether to mm. call it mental health or to look at it more holistically that the child's entire uh, you know development sense of uh, purpose sense of meaningfulness because all of that is part of well being 
it is a sense of, um, it, it, it's a life skills curriculum. So a lot of what mental health is that we are talking about, when we look at it from the preventive point of view, which is what we would, we would like to do if we are looking at it from the education point of view. Because we are not talking about mental illness. We are talking about uh, when children should be introduced to the concept of taking care of themselves, including right. their mental health. Isn't it? So when we're talking about mm -hmm. curriculum, which is um, nationwide or which is childwide, it is regardless of um, whether the child has a difficulty or not. It is about prevention. It is about how do I take care of myself and my mental health and my physical health. And I think we do very less of even that, you know, including even nutrition is taken care of by usually the adult of the house. So I think looking at well-being and looking at starting at the youngest Age with life skills is what I would advocate for. But the question yes. that you had asked about, do we need more mental health professionals? Um, I think I have changed my answer to this over the last decade. And initially, I used to advocate very, very strongly that we need a lot of different um, you know, mental health professionals. However, as we have grown as an organization and as we have seen the landscape changing in India, um, I think what we've also, what I've also come to realize is two things. One, we have an immense amount of human resource in the country, which has a lot of collective wisdom, not necessarily, um, not necessarily qualifications of mental health. Yes, but but it is, <laughs> but it is beautiful wisdom that we are beginning to not not necessarily rely on because we are looking for degrees. But it is not mm. true necessarily that, for example, anxiety is not something that, that you necessarily need to go or only it's, it's only a different or a few different children who may need mental health or professional help for anxiety. But and the sense of loneliness, belo uh, belongingness that we are seeking, especially during COVID, I don't think that we could have even created so many mental health professionals in that short space of time that, that the needs could have been looked at. So I think the need of the R really is to look at the collective resources from within the community. We will never, have, we will never have enough psychiatrists for the population. It is not possible mm. in the next 20 years to have that. Even if you create 20 different medical schools in which everybody is doing psychiatry, it's not going to be possible. So we'll miss the bus. So we have to look at, mm. um, you know, we have if, if we start looking at it as a tiered approach, for example, that there needs to be lots of community-based spaces, much like what you're creating yeah. here through the podcast mm. or through, through the platform where people can at least express and then um, from within those uh, spaces will emerge certain resources. What did I do when I was anxious? What did I do? And if, if in a group, five people can say, this is what I did and this is what I benefited from, you already have a tier of interventions that are happening without consulting a professional but also have I think yeah very good point because you know i see you know hum community ki baat kar rahe the and you know nidhi also wrote on the chat that you know i think you made a very good point there agar ye bacche apni community mein bhi hain to hame expert ki bhi zarurat nahi padegi apne ek dusre se baat kar sakte hain agar and apne ek dusre se um, uh, uh, experiences share kar sakte hain i think that itself is a Big thing Absolutely. that you know, an older, old, older uh, um, person, uh, as an, an older, like a 17, 18 year old talking to a 14, 15 year old, ki, yeah, it happened with me as well. Bilkul. 
you know i think it's just about providing a safe space Bilkul. so i uh, think really. a, a large section of the work can be done at that level and i think yes there will mm. be a certain section where you may need more uh, focused help more uh, you know people who are professionals and all of that but i do think that we need to pool our resources and we, we need to look at it in a way mm. that we utilize the natural resources within the community a lot more fabulous um uh, if i were to be devil's advocate um you know a lot of times uh, uh parents also uh, say and you know there is a section of parents and you know sometimes khud ko bhi lagta hai kyunki wo hum cheeze apne sath bhi karte hain that you know there is self love on one hand and then there is accountability towards self as well on the other you oh. know and uh, are we are we um are we fussing too much over our children are we uh, समवेयर क्या हम उनकी रिजिलियंस उनकी स्पिरिट को बहुत प्रोटेक्टिव होकर कम कर रहे हैं आई मीन दो क्वेश्चन मुझे इनको हर चीज से शील्ड करना है वो पेरेंटिंग जो है वो स्टाइल ऑफ पेरेंटिंग है Uh, do you also see that as um, something that is actually stopping kids from uh, developing resilience um i'd i'd like to look at the larger variables mukda isme ki kyun hum logon ke man mein as adults ye baat aayi ki hame apne bachchon ko protect karna hai because iske behind this is a larger story isn't it we we started believing that the world around us us was not safe enough and i think i'm going back to what i was saying we lost neighborhoods we have lost communities we have lost the gaze of the corner wali phool wali aunty kyunki mere bacche khel rahe hain aur koi na koi unhe dekh raha hai we don't have that sense of community as much which is why the mm-hmm. sense of the world is a dangerous place the world outside of my home is dangerous so i have to protect my child wherever my child goes because community is not there The larger mm-hmm. ecosystem is about इस वाली क्लास में जाते हैं वहां पे टीचर देखेंगी वहां पे इट्स दैट सेंस ऑफ बींग आउट एंड अबाउट इन द वर्ल्ड एंड इन आर टाइम पीपल न्यू वेन आई यूज टू गो आउट टू प्ले आई न्यू माई मदर एंड फादर वुड नॉट बी लुकिंग आउट फॉर मी बट आई न्यू देर फाइव अदर अडल्ट क्रॉसिंग द रोड और गोइंग बाय न्यू मी एंड न्यू दैम एंड वॉज यूजली इनफ एंड दैट इज I mean, I grieve for that loss of sense of community because I think that has led to so many repercussions and almost sense of paranoia within adults of this age, where we don't let our children go into the independent world because we fear for their safety, and we don't have an ecosystem where they can go in without safety, which then translates into children if they are not going to exercise those skills, then they are not going to develop or nurture or grow them. but when they are then faced with now i have to go to college and suddenly i have to have all those skills which i never worked on which i never needed because i was never provided the opportunity to grow those skills so i have known of 18 year olds who have left home and they do they don't even know when they are hungry because food used to be breakfast at this time this at this time and they had no knowledge they were called to the table by the uh, you know by the mom or the carer or whoever and that's when they used to come to eat otherwise they used to be immersed in what they were doing so when they were in college 
they had no idea that food had to be acquired and they would feel hungry by x amount of time so they didn't know how to take care of their clothes they didn't know that if they you know so it's i think <laughs> i think it is it is not about the kids developing resilience or not i think the social narrative the stories around us have changed so much in the way that we have we grown the kids that this is a natural result of that and um, yeah and I, and i think children by nature are actually far more resilient than adults uh, when i see them uh, and how they have adapted to covid circumstances um i i i wonder why more of them have not you know sort of gone out and rebelled and you know so, sort of said nobody's looking out for us um why is there no vaccine mm. for the under 12s but but they're not i mean they 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 they're, they're not bagavat nahi kiya hai unhone abhi tak so i think i feel that they are really resilient and naturally so because the brain is neuroplastic um till the age of 23 25 so um i actually feel that if we are able to foster and attune ourselves to the resilience building in them uh, it shows very good very quick results so mm-hmm. instead of anxiety we focus on growing the brave because mm-hmm. it they always go hand in hand if we if we look at you know has my child been traumatized or whatever along with that comes resilience right hand in hand comes what did they do to get through it because that's resilience wonderful yeah that's true um we are very excited uh, we are hoping that we can create that community uh, uh, in in some way and uh, we are hoping that you know children can come together youngsters can come together and uh, you know and we can facilitate that um, let me get uh, archana in archana what is the for everybody here what is the format of the podcast going to be like and uh, you uh, uh, at bukosmia are already running something called trending with teens what has your experience been with that and i do see krisha here she is also one of the podcasters and she wrote a beautiful one and um, presented to us in her podcast i'm going to try and add her in but archana uh, uh, just a quick one on uh, how do you foresee now this shaping Sure, Mukta. We are really excited about this podcast. As uh, you rightly pointed out, this is going to be hosted by the youth themselves, by the adolescents. I think a lot of times we are guilty of, uh, you know, speaking about the youth. Uh, Nidhi often gives us example, and I, I so agree with this. You go to any forum where they speak about children, and you will rarely find children there. They won't be in the panel. They won't be in the audience. They will just not be hearing the conversation. so what is the point of speaking about kids when the stakeholders themselves are not part of the conversation that is how this whole uh, initiative of bringing in kids not just bringing in but having them lead the initiative came into being i'm very happy to say that trending with teens uh, is india's first live podcast that's uh, wholly conducted and um, you know run by teenagers that's right here on backstage uh, on the bukosmia room and uh, some of the topics that they choose of course they choose it themselves and they bring in their panelists themselves uh they speak about anxiety where one of the youngsters spoke about how uh, she coped uh, with anxiety using anxiety bracelets uh, we have krisha who spoke here about what it is to be an introvert and how she's unapologetic about it 
and what we've learned through these uh, interactions is that these youngsters are not afraid to you know air their views they are more accepting of differences and as dr kavita said rightly so they are very resilient so for this podcast we will be looking at once again having the youth leading the the conversation they will be reading out submissions that meant something to them that affected them they will share their views and of course we'll have wonderful experts like dr kavita over here on the show where uh, they will share their views as well uh, this will happen every fortnight and i invite all of you to please come and join the conversation on chat and hopefully hear from you as well um uh, krisha is is krisha there and krisha spoke about introverts and uh, it would be great to listen in from her as well uh, mukta I'm trying to actually make her a speaker, um, uh, Krisha. But che, can you raise your hand and I'll ask Archana. Archana, if you see that sign there, you know, if you can uh, um, make her one of the speakers. Uh, for some reason, I'm struggling. But while we try to do that, um, uh, Dr. Kavita Nidhi has raised a question here, saying, "Any suggestions from you on what we should be mindful of as we take this podcast forward by young people? Uh, it is a lot of responsibility, so you know, um, things that we should be careful about, uh, what we can look at." Um, I, I think I'm very excited by the idea, um, and and I believe that uh, there should be nothing about them without them. Um, and i'm glad that they are taking it forward and and you are providing the platform to take it forward um by the teens um i think being aware that sometimes um what can be brought up could be triggering for others is something mm. that uh, you know you need to be aware of and maybe just a warning and making sure that sometimes when we talk about something which is triggering or traumatic um to people in the audience uh just making sure that people are aware that you're going to talk about something like that um it usually helps somebody wants to tune out at that point in time they can or if uh, somebody wants to talk about it later so i think the the um the sharing is usually very healing yeah so it's only the odd occasion where somebody is in a place when um sharing something which is deeply felt by another can actually trigger mm-hmm. you as well yeah usually right. it is really healing so my suggestion would be at the end of any particularly um you know or if if we are talking about uh, difficult things which often times mental health turns out to be if we could have a closing ritual at the end yeah just to have a very quick question saying how's can everybody check in and just say one word about where they are at how they are feeling sometimes that in itself helps for you to identify if somebody else needs or, or or somebody may need help or talking to keeping for you as organizers uh, keeping a couple of helpline numbers ready just in case you need to give it out to someone who may want to take more help and something is gotten exposed so there are 24/7 helpline numbers um where people professionals are manning the helplines so those are things that uh that i can you know sort of uh, um, advocate otherwise i think just uh being respectful mindful providing an emotionally safe space i think that sometimes is more than enough and and i th- i'm hoping that it's going to be really rewarding for you as well as for the young people involved absolutely this gives us a lot of um uh you know uh, 
I mean, the ritual, I remember doing the ritual uh, every time we were on the camp course. And, you know, and I, I, it did make a lot of difference uh, uh, because we don't really stop to see how it feels. I think that's a very good idea. And uh, yes, of course, we, uh, th- those are some wonderful um, suggestions. And I'm, uh, we'll keep um, a list handy and I'll, I'll approach you also for taking uh, some more um, uh, tips on uh, how to handle if something goes wrong. Of pehle, pehle toh, you know, we are just doing uh, uh, letters that the kids are sending to us and we are, um, we'll be uh, sending it uh, to the experts so that, you know, we have a, a little uh, sort of manageable uh, kind of a thing. But I do see that if the space grows, there'll be a lot of, and it's an interactive podcast. So a lot of kids might just enter and, you know, and then, then there are questions on the chat. So yeah, we'll also have to be uh, very careful about uh, how we play this uh, so, no, yeah. I I think you'll you'll find mm-hmm. that young people are usually mm-hmm. quite attuned themselves. So um and and mm-hmm. very perceptive. So I, I I think I'm talking about the odd chance here or there, and I'm mm-hmm. happy to help. Right. And, and, and yeah, yeah. Great, and we also have Krisha. Krisha, you can unmute yourself and uh, tell everybody a little about yourself. And uh, you were part of the podcast and. Uh, and you wrote a wonderful one. Uh, would you Would you like to share that with us? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Krisha. I'm a passionate reader and writer. I write poems, stories, and everything like that. I was a part of Trending with Teens Season 1, where I did a podcast on introversion. Basically, it was like introverts for the win and how we can come together as a society to help introverts. Like, I'm an introvert and an HSP myself. For those who don't know what's an HSP, highly sensitive person is often referred to as an HSP. Like, it's the scientific term for that. So, um, basically, I'm an introvert and HSP. HSP, I got two panelists who are introverted. So, I'm more of a thinking introvert and... Um, one out of like every seven one out of like every seven people young people these days are facing mental health issues and provided that half of the indian population is introverted as well and it has been noticed by a study by stanford university that introverts and hsps are more likely to to like get into mental health issues like i read it somewhere in somebody's blog so basically that's what it it was all about Starting off, it was like when I decided that I'm going to do my podcast on this thing, even I had thoughts like, isn't it a too much of a stigmatized topic to go by? But then I got comfortable with the thought because it was on, only on audio and not face cam. I am personally a little bit particular about coming on face cam and especially about such topics. I was comfortable in an audio version. So that's what happened. So I decided to like go for a podcast on intro version and then I did it on like through so you know it was it was a nice experience talking about something i have been through all my life and realized it very late very later in life like till ages mm-hmm. 10 and 12 i didn't even know like i was an introvert and i just thought that why am i reacting to certain situations like this not knowing that i was an introvert and after that i didn't know that it's not an issue to be an introvert there's nothing you can fix in that and it's absolutely okay where half of the indian population is introverted like almost 50 percent the person sitting right next to you in your workplace or school could be introverted and you do nothing and nothing to help that person so we still are like a far behind than making introverts comfortable we oftentimes you know the try to burst the bubble introvert an introvert isn't we shouldn't do that but we should just enlarge that bubble and make them feel comfortable and regulate stimuli because stimuli is really important 
when it comes to introverts they can't take too much of that a party is not ideal for an introvert like where thousands of people are literally bulging in each other that's not introverts want they just want a quiet place in a mm-hmm. library which is sometimes not respected by extroverts actually not sometimes a lot of times so that's what my podcast <laughs> was all about and yeah being an introvert it's an entire different world like the way you view people and the way people mm-hmm. view you it's it's a lot more you know thing kind of a thing and coming to mental health i think that it's much more frequent and much more unbearable but yet it is easy to say that my tooth is aching and much more difficult to say my heart is broken i have personally like seen that if you come to somebody and say that my tooth is aching they'll give you the number of a dentist but if you say my heart is broken firstly people are going to judge you on that and you know be like ki come on like you are are you lunatic or something so that's the thing that comes out when you um come up with mental health topics and i think that youngsters like me like 12 13 year old people should talk about things that make them different just like introversion or anything for that matter because if we are vocal about who we are that what that's what makes a difference like for a lot of time we are not vocal about who we are and we constantly like to change it a little bit like here and there and be somebody who we are not and you know we just need to realize that we need to be ourselves in considerate of whatever so yeah that that's all and i am um, very excited to look for, forward to the series what's on my mind yeah thank you how wonderful krisha how wonderful it's, it's such a validation already for us that you know hum kuch aisi cheez shuru karne ja rahe hain jo ki matter karegi and uh, i hope we are able to provide that safe space as you said <clears throat> that you uh, were feeling better on a podcast and we are hoping that we can provide that safe space to you and uh, youngsters like you um i am i'm so excited i'm doing a a a, a feeling check and uh, i am so excited and feeling so hopeful and uh, uh, dr kavita this was such an important dialogue for us to have as we start uh with this immense responsibility of this podcast for we know we are dealing with young minds and we want to give them the space to talk about things and uh, we'll always come to you for guidance and your team to help us with these youngsters and we really just want to um, be the facilitators and i'm so so thankful to you for giving us time today not at all this was this was really exciting and i'm rooting for all of you and for building more communities <laughs> thank you for inviting thank- me Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Kavita, and thank you, Nidhi and Archana. I'm guessing we are on to something really meaningful, and I'm very proud to be a uh, team not that different with with the two of you. Absolutely, this has been fantastic. I think we couldn't have asked for a more meaningful conversation to kick this off, and from here onwards, handing it over to the young folks. Thanks so much, Dr. Kavita. It's been wonderful listening to you. Thank you, Dr. Kavita, and thank you all of us for tuning in. Thank you, Mukda, as always. Uh, it's been great to start this conversation going and thank you krisha for showing us how important it is for youngsters to speak wonderful and we'll see you soon in just about a week and a half uh, to uh, take this movement forward and i wish all of you a great start to the week and i hope everyone's feeling uh, uh, a feeling check everyone's feeling a little more hopeful and uh, excited uh, as i'm feeling thank you so much for joining in bye 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 everybody